G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Because this time of year we are all thinking about Christmas shopping. And for many Christians there is an increasing concern about the reputation of products that we buy. The organisation called Collective Shout has released its annual Corporate Offender Blacklist. Why a blacklist? As a grassroots campaigning movement, Collective Shout works for a world free of sexploitation. Each year they release a crossed-off list. It's a blacklist of corporate offenders, which have objectified women and sexualized girls to sell products and services throughout the year. And since it's likely that women are the biggest Christmas spenders, a list like this can have a powerful impact on purchasing decisions. As Christians concerned about community standards, there may be a real empowerment in where we choose to spend our money. Our special guest today is Melinda Tankard-Reist. Melinda leads Collective Shout and is one of the champions defending women and children. Melinda, a special welcome along to 2020. Always to be good with you, Neil. Good, good, good to be with you, Neil. Melinda, this is not the first year you've been doing this for a long time now. You're crossed off list and it's been growing in influence every year. Yes, it has, Neil. We felt it was important to highlight every year companies that people that want to spend their money ethically uh, should avoid. There's, there's been a growing emphasis over the years on corporate social responsibility, on ethical spending, and our supporters certainly want to know where their money is going. Are they spending their money in an ethically consistent way? And that's why we release the list every year so that um, people wanting to spend their money according to their values and their conscience know who to avoid and where they can shop. You know, early in a conversation like this, uh, let me just encourage listeners, uh, some of the things we might talk about over this coming hour uh, could be a little on the edge. And uh, perhaps if there are little ears around, uh, you might even like to protect those and move those to another room. But uh, there could be some things we'll talk about because, Melinda, a lot of the retailers that are on your list have got products on sale, which some of us will find incredibly offensive And, uh, you know, what is it that creates this criteria for uh, what makes some sort of a product or a service that people have to be offensive in your eyes? Yes, it's it's not just about uh, taking personal offence. It's also about the harm they're causing to the broader community, to to women and girls especially, but uh, also to men and boys in the community as a whole. And we've been arguing for the 13 years since we were founded that the vested interest of corporations shouldn't come before the well-being of the community as a whole. So we look at uh, the companies that we've targeted in the past year. Some of them we've been targeting for, for more than a decade because they are repeat corporate offenders. And we look at their advertising, we look at their products, we look at their services, 
and uh, we make a judgment call, myself and uh, my team, our campaign strategy team, as to, you know, who should be crossed off this year. And uh, we go through that criteria. Uh, so we look at, for example, sexualized advertising, advertising that focuses primarily on uh, women's bodies and flogs women's bodies, you know, build, building their business on, on the backs of, of the women and uh, girls that they use in their advertising, messages that objectify uh, women and girls. Uh, we target companies that promote, uh, you know, the biggest uh, porn, one of the biggest porn brands in the world, which is, is Playboy. And Playboy is so normalized and embedded now in uh, mainstream culture that, uh, you know, a whole range of retailers sell uh, Playboy products, which, you know, Playboy has a history of exploiting uh, women, of exploiting uh, girls, of, uh, you know, really um, inappropriate uh, behaviours. Uh, and, you know, you can find Playboy products in Chemist Warehouse, for example, in, in City Beach, in uh, glue stores, in cosmetic stores, etc. And uh, so they're just some of the examples. Uh, we also have... Um, an ongoing campaign against a sex store called Honey Birdette, which is owned by Playboy. And, you know, Honey Birdette, we have had over 60 upheld rulings now through ad standards for that company breaching the code of ethics in their advertising, which eroticized violence against women, images that depict women being choked, um, reducing female athletes and flight attendants to male porn fantasies, continually uh, disempowering women and girls, including their female staff who report toxic workplace culture. Naturally, they are on our list every year uh, because they don't change. There's no fines or penalties for non-compliance. Uh, we've also targeted uh, some of the biggest online shopping platforms in the world, for example, Etsy, which sells, and this is particularly distressing, so, you know, a warning, uh, replica children, replica child uh, sex abuse dolls and child body parts for sexual use. It's hard to believe they're on Etsy, but they are. We previously got those dolls off Alibaba, another shopping platform, uh, but Etsy continues to sell them. And we've had a campaign against Etsy for two, over two years. We've had 68,000 signatures on a petition to stop uh, them selling uh, these vile products and distressing products, but they continue to ignore us. Well, our listeners will be able to hear you mentioning the names of not only those big selling platforms like Etsy, but you mentioned a whole bunch of retailers, the retailers that we'll see at the shopping centres that we frequent where we will do our Christmas shopping. Now, here we are on the National Christian Broadcaster, Melinda, and, uh, you know, when we have a conversation like this, some will say, uh, this is just the Christian broadcaster moralising about all sorts of things. But uh, you say that we've known for a long, long time that sexist and objectifying representation of women and girls have serious real-world consequences to them. So we can talk about these things, not just moralising, but these things have real-world consequences. How do you describe what happens to the image of girls and women when this sort of stuff is propagated and promoted the way it is? Well, that's exactly right, Neil. Real-world consequences for women and girls. So, uh, you know, this is certainly not um, an issue only of concern to Christians. Collective Shout is a very broad-based movement, and we find common ground on the issue of 
sexual exploitation. So we're for anyone who uh, agrees with our our cause and our our desire really for for a better world. And anyone with children is affected by this by this issue. So um, we point out the research. The research globally says that uh, objectified portrayals of women and girls lead to a diminished view of women's competence, morality, and humanity. That's the findings of the largest meta-analysis reviewing the global research that women are treated as and seen as subhuman. And we know that uh, when any group of people are, are seen as subhuman, then anything can be done uh, to them. And attitudes shape behaviours. And so if we send a message that uh, all women and all girls are sexually available, uh, that they uh, want to be uh, used, that this is their sole value is in their uh, sexual uh, attractiveness and availability, uh, that reduces the humanity of, of women as as deserving of full uh, human rights, as full human beings. And we're seeing this play out globally in the rates of violence against women, the rates of uh, sexual harassment. You know, I'm in schools almost a- a- every day and the stories that girls are telling me are getting worse. They're experiencing sexually harassing behaviours at school, uh, most days uh, being subjected to sexual moaning noises, being touched, being groped, being threatened with rape if they don't send sexual images. Even female teachers are subjected to sexual groaning and moaning noises in schools. And so what we're talking about is a a culture that normalises mistreatment of women. And that's why this issue is so important because the companies that we've targeted uh, provide the, the wallpaper of our lives, the young people's lives, and and uh, they're affected. They're, you know, advertising is powerful. It's a powerful educational force, even if we don't always recognise its influence. So this is an issue that is of concern uh, to anyone that wants a, a, a world in which we're, you know, everyone is treated um, decently and and with respect. And the companies that we have targeted are not doing that. Melinda, this would apply not only to women but also to men, our spending habits and applying our values to our spending. I mentioned in the introduction, typically it's women who are in charge of the purse strings of a family when it comes to the Christmas shopping. How do you feel about the thought of applying a moral standard to your shopping Uh, Some people are just not concerned about that. They just see something advertised. Maybe it's a bargain. They'll go in and buy it. But how do you uh, describe applying your values to your shopping mentality? Well, you know, we all live in this world together and um, we should all, you know, aspire to uh, a world which values relationships, respect, which treats each other um, well, and so you know, we're really appealing to to uh, the conscience of of any of any individual. Obviously, some care about it, you know, more than others. This is a long term educational campaign, the work of of collective shout. You know, when we first started out, uh, even the words and the harms of sexualization wasn't recognised. Uh, the harms of pornography uh, wasn't broadly acknowledged in the way that it is now, especially in the formation of young people and their developing sexual templates. So, you know, we're not, we can't force anyone to, you know, follow this list, but it's certainly a guide for those who do care, who do care about corporate behaviour, who do care about corporates who make claims that they don't live out, the kind of corporates that love to claim that they care about 
you know, women and, and vulnerable minorities love to wear the white ribbon on White Ribbon Day and claim that they are male champions of change, as our major shopping centres do, while hosting uh, the Playboy-owned sex store Honeybird Debt, which, you know, engages in um, degrading uh, advertising depicting women. So, you know, we are here to point out the hypocrisy, uh, to point to companies that are worthy of your your Christmas dollar. And, you know, it's for really anyone that uh, really wants to make use of this guide and, and spend in an ethical way and according to their uh, their conscience. Station sponsor. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. It is a controversial conversation we are having today and you might have your own thoughts Uh, perhaps uh, in support of what Collective Shout is doing. Perhaps you might even be a critic. Well, you'll be welcome to call too, to call as as well as as, uh, being someone who might support those sort of initiatives. So 1-800-316-316. Melinda Tankard-Reist is our guest. She leads Collective Shout. Melinda, I wanted to ask you about one of the most recent uh, controversies that has arisen, and that is around the brand of Balenciaga, the Balenciaga mm-hmm. fashion house. This is just uh, only mm-hmm. in the media this last week or so, allegedly using child abuse material in promotion of their brand. No doubt uh, you've yeah. got a, a lot of conversation about that around your office. Uh, what are your immediate thoughts? Well, we're involved in that global campaign, Neil. Uh, we uh, p- help to expose the uh, inappropriate uh, advertising, the situating of uh, children with toys that were dressed in um, bondage, fetish, uh, kink uh, clothing. Uh, the way that you know these uh, types of ads uh, contribute to normalising the sexualisation of children, and we were just so pleased to see this campaign go global and uh, some really big organisations and significant names got on board with this and started to share our content. And we uh, you know, did a fair bit of media and it went to some pretty big uh, media globally. And we, we you know, got the result that we wanted with that campaign being withdrawn with uh, the company actually at one stage uh, shutting down its Instagram, shutting down uh, comments. So it really shows what leverage can be brought to bear and we've been focusing on this whole um, genre of what we call pedo chic uh, for many years the normalizing of uh, adultification of of children in in advertising uh, especially in fashion advertising and uh, you know we have a history of this you know we're doing it currently with the you know the Etsy campaign and selling for example, you know, incest-themed uh, and other child abuse-themed uh, products. Uh, we've exposed a range of companies that have done this o- over the years and we'll keep doing that. And so we were very pleased within four or five days to uh, have that, uh, that campaign withdrawn. You know, there are big-name influencers around the world, aren't there? And, uh, you know, the biggest yeah. name that people probably think of is Kim Kardashian, who... Yes. is connected in some ways with this Balenciaga campaign. She says she's yes. shaken by the disturbing images, but uh, yes. I, I, you might have an update here, but uh, as far as I know, she hasn't really distanced herself from relationship with the company. Uh, it takes a lot yes. of effort, doesn't it, to really make your voice heard? 
Yes, it, it does. Uh, we were pleased to see Kim Kardashian uh, come out and say that she was shaken, that she was disturbed as a mother of four to see uh, those images. She said she was reviewing her relationship uh, with the company over its BDSM-themed photo shoot featuring children. It doesn't look like she's, you know, right now going to sever the relationship. But, uh, you know, we take what we can get. At least she came out against it. And and now our very own uh, Australian Nicole Kidman is being uh, criticised also for modelling for that uh, brand and is being called upon to uh, to distance herself from this company as well. So, um, you know, there's some pressure being put on in, in high places. We'll, we'll see what, what happens there. But this is all as a result of, you know, these grassroots campaigns that, uh, that we uh, run and that others uh, join as well to focus on, uh, you know, what we have labelled corporate uh, pedophilia, that you can't, you know, profit from uh, sexualising and adultifying children, that there has to be, you know, a line in the sand here. And um, it was great to see in this case uh, some, you know, pretty quick, pretty quick success. And we'll 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 continue to be vigilant and uh, highlight anything else they do which is uh, inappropriate. You know, the skeptic in me asks the question: Could this sort of thing be accidental, or is it deliberate? Because the <laughs> the way this looks. With the Balenciaga brand, uh, given that they've got, you know, the photo of the teddy bear wearing BDSM outfits and there's Mm. even in there an image of a text of a court document about virtual child pornography, uh, accidental Mm. or deliberate, do you think that there are some companies, knowing that there are organisations like Collective Shout, who will begin a campaign against them, they actually include the outrage as part of their campaign to raise the level of support for their label. Does that happen, do you think? We have two choices, Neil. One is not to say anything, and the other is to speak out, and we will always choose to speak out. The fact is that these products are all mainstream. They're all in the public domain. We all see them. Our young people see them, especially, you know, shopping centres, wall-to-wall. It's the the wallpaper of their lives. So, you know, the fact that we choose to speak out and expose these companies, you know, helps people to see, well, how bad this is and why they should take action. You know, we all live in this space. It's, it's, It's outdoors, public domain. These are public places that we all have to inhabit. And... Uh, we believe that it is better to speak out than to be silenced. And yes, you know, these companies may say they get some benefit, but I don't think this company has got benefit. This company has been slammed globally. It's had, you know, big names come out against it. It's been forced to cancel a campaign. That that costs money. And it's certainly not accidental. If you have a look at their style of advertising, uh, their, their, their pattern, there's a pattern here. And it is not and it is not an accident to include a document relating to um, court cases on child pornography, uh, which was in uh, another ad campaign that was situated quite closely to this one in their social media pages. This is not, these things don't happen by accident. You know, there's a lot of people that work for this company. It's a big company. Everything they do would be checked and reviewed and you know, looked at very, very closely. A lot, a lot of people would have been involved in a, the chain of command there and, a, and ticking off 
on uh, these you know, high-level campaigns. Uh, so one, not an accident. Two, uh, we will continue to speak out uh, regardless. Uh, isn't it interesting because uh, I checked a couple of Google uh, searches on Balenciaga and uh, they had uh, one or two of their more recent uh, fashion shows. And one of those, I mean, just talk about being out on the edge. Uh, one of their fashion shows has their models wearing their Balenciaga uh, dresses uh, uh, you know, going through a, a mud, uh, a mud, you know, well, I, what do you call it? Uh, you know, some sort of a... A uh, you know it's a, a mud puddle <laughs> and covered in mud. Oh, so it's it's not well, like rather than covered in mud than covered in bruises, which is some of their other uh, campaigns right. and okay. uh, modelling with women uh, or even young people depicted as black and blue with bruises all over their faces. Uh, you know that that's, that's uh, one that's of them too uh, was a model uh, like wearing garbage bags and carrying garbage bags. So it's not mm. it's not for them. It appears about the sorts of clothes that ordinary women wear, uh, but it's about mm. capturing a headline for the outrage mm. of uh, doing crazy stunts for their fashion mm. parades. So it's part of their marketing campaign, as you say, and I think listeners have heard uh, you're saying this can't be just something accidental. It has to be deliberate. But when it comes comes then to speaking up, as you say, is necessary uh, here, Melinda. Mm. You've got to grow mm. a grassroots movement that actually mm. does have some strength when it comes to spending dollars. That's what you've been doing yes. now more than a decade. Yes, that's, that's right, uh, Neil. We, when my third book, Getting Real, Challenging the Sexualization of Girls, came out, people were contacting me and asking, you know, what can we do about this? We understand... Now, what the research says, the harms to young people, uh, impacts on uh, mental health and well-being, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, self-harm, and poor academic performance were some of the findings back, back then of sexualizing uh, primarily girls. And it seemed to me that the time had come for a grassroots movement against all, all of this to equip and empower people to speak out in their communities. And one of the contributors to that book wrote to me and said, your book is a collective shout against the pornification of culture. And I loved that phrase so much, I thought I need an excuse to use it. So that was uh, how Collective Shout started. And we've got thousands of people involved now in Australia. And globally, in 2021 alone, we had 20 victories against companies. Seven of those were global. One was against a multi-trillion dollar corporation. And my colleague Caitlin Roper and I have just come back from uh, Wales and uh, U the UK where we presented in Wales at the biggest uh, women's conference in Europe, 1,700 women attending. We spoke there and we did a whole session on running campaigns. We were asked to do a workshop on how to run a successful campaign, which was a great tribute to Collective Shout because there were hundreds of women's organisations represented at this global event and uh, we were the ones asked to you know to teach on campaigning successful campaigning and so we're now being asked to replicate our movement in in many different countries around the world which uh, i think is a you know testimony to to our success but that success is because individuals decided to care individuals decided to get involved individuals decided enough is enough uh, we shouldn't stand for this if things are bad now how much worse is it going to be because i've seen things get worse you know every year
uh, especially for children and young people. Melinda, let me ask you, before we go too much further, uh, just to say, uh, Talkback Line open, 1-800-316-316 for listeners to contribute. Let's go through, Melinda, a list of companies that are on your black list this year. Uh, we might talk about some good ones too beyond that, but who's on the blacklist? Well, uh, the companies on our annual uh, blacklist this year include, top of the list is, is Etsy. You know, a lot of people like to think Etsy is this really nice vintage uh, art, homemade products for, you know, a lot of women working uh, from home. And it's, it's got a very... Uh, it's had in the past a very uh, good reputation. Uh, however, Etsy has a, a dark side, a big dark side, and that is that they actually sell a replica, lifelike, anatomically correct uh, child sexual abuse dolls. Uh, we've seen these products, uh, not just uh, um, children, infants, uh, babies as well, toddlers, uh, as well as replica ch- child body parts. Uh, along with incest-themed materials, uh, pedophilic aesthetic kind of materials and products, and we've been targeting them for two years. Anna Cordell is a Melbourne mum of five. She's a fashion designer. She's a musician. She launched a Change.org petition against Etsy, and uh, despite uh, collecting thousands and thousands of signatures, in fact, 68,000, uh, despite being slammed by child safety advocates and politicians and attracting national media attention for their unethical practices, and despite multiple sellers now shutting up shop, Etsy has ignored us. Uh, we are going to continue to target them until they get rid of uh, these abhorrent products which normalise child sexual abuse and, uh, and encourage our supporters don't buy from Etsy. We have another shopping platform now, just called a, Just Made. wait a minute, yes. just a moment here. Uh, yeah. and, and I know we're going to go through this list. Um, and mm-hmm. so listeners can actually, they might even be wanting to write those down or uh, yeah. they'll be able to get uh, your blog and find out all of these names that are on the list here. But uh, just while we're talking Etsy, while we're talking about these child abuse dolls, um, and we're talking about girls and women, the question I've just got uh, coming to mind here, Melinda, are these sorts of products exploiting boys too? Uh, any thoughts here? Uh, yes, uh, they are. Primarily, it, 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 it seems to be women and girls, uh, but we have we do find uh, the occasional product along these lines that are uh, depicting males. But the fact is that uh, boys are harmed more broadly anyway because uh, these kind of products will not set them up for sexual, uh, for respectful, mutually caring, intimate partnerships uh, because uh, what they, the message these products send is that you should have a right, you have an entitlement to do whatever you want uh, to women and girls and if women and girls don't like that, you can buy these uh, replica products and violate them however you want and that, of course, spills over into real-world experiences as my colleague Caitlin Roper has documented in her brand-new book uh, called uh, Sex Dolls, Robots and Women Hating, published by Spinifex Press. Caitlin launched her book. I launched, launched my new book 
uh, called He Chose Porn Over Me, Women Harmed by Men Who Use Porn. At this global conference that I mentioned earlier, uh, Caitlin has become a, a global expert and authority on this issue. Uh, so we are all harmed by these products. We are all threatened by these products, uh, especially, especially children. Another company is this Made in China, which is also an online shopping site. And uh, we forced them to remove uh, many of these dolls, but they haven't got rid of all of them. So we're continuing to target them. Another online company is called uh, Shine, Shane, S-H-E-I-N, which uh, has some appalling uh, depictions of uh, girls and um, modeling girls in very uh, sexual ways, um, posing them in, in ways that are entirely inappropriate for children and put them at risk of being targeted by uh, predators. Again, this is what we call a pedophilic aesthetic to flog merchandise uh, depicting uh, children. And the platform is marketed for being for ages 12 plus while uh, also fetishizing schoolgirls uh, on its site. So, of course, we're boycotting them. Uh, Honey Burdett I've mentioned uh, before because I've been mentioning Honey Burdett for more than a decade now, normalising and eroticising violence against women. It's owned by Playboy. It's in breach of the Advertising Code of Ethics uh, more than 60 times now, uh, but there are no fines or penalties for non-compliance, so they keep doing whatever they want, facilitated and propped up by our shopping centres like Westfield, like Vicinity, like Lendley, Stockland, etc., uh, hosting this uh, Playboy-owned store and not acting, not bringing them into line, not doing anything, broadcasting these sexualized depictions, pornified portrayals of women 24-7, including during Christmas where many children will be in the shopping centres and learning harmful ideas about girls, about men, about bodies, and now, about, about sexuality. Let me ask you here, because while we're talking about uh, being discerning about where we spend our Christmas shopping dollars, uh, do you take these things to the sort of extreme? And when you start to mention those big shopping centres, because so many of us will go shopping at a Westfield or a Lend-Lease shopping centre or a Stockland shopping centre, and that's where these stores are allowed to flourish. Uh, do you have any of your supporters who are saying, we're not even going to shop at Westfield this year, we're not going to shop at Stockland? Does, does this extend to where you do your shopping? Well, we'd like it to. We know it can be difficult to avoid the big property groups at this time of year. But if you can, avoid them. Avoid them. Uh, do your shopping elsewhere. Uh, at least minimise your shopping in those big centres. Why should they be rewarded for being the landlords of a company which doesn't care about ethics, which doesn't care about women, which doesn't care about children and young people, the harm they're doing to the community, displaying videos on a loop of women being choked and normalising a practice which is actually killing women, which is a red flag for homicide. Uh, in Queensland, for example, a new domestic violence centre has opened only dealing with survivors of choking and strangulation. Right. This is not something we should be seeing eroticised and glamorised in our advertising. So, if you can avoid these shopping centres, please do. You can find out who they are on our, our website, on our blog, which is the crossed-off list uh, blog. 
uh, which exposes those shopping centres for uh, pledging to fight sexism, calling themselves uh, agents of change, male champions of change, at the same time profiting from hosting sexist and sexually violent depictions of, of women. So don't reward them for being hypocrites. Uh, let's keep going through the bad blacklist uh, now because there's lots of uh, well-known brands and stores on there. Uh, race mm. through this list because I want to get to uh, those good companies that are doing the right thing, but who else is on your bad blacklist here? Well, we've got a General Pants, which is a very mainstream company. We've been campaigning against them for more than a decade. Their change rooms plastered with pornographic imagery, live pole dancing displays, a series of sexist and objectifying larger-than-life shopfront ads, which have included pornified images of women's bodies alongside, alongside sexually suggestive slogans, uh, which I might spare you from. And uh, why shop there? You know, you can get um, similar clothing elsewhere. You don't need to, to go there. Uh, Tom Ford, very well-known global brand, is on our list for sexually objectifying women in its, in its brand. It has a sleazy new beauty range with lipsticks labelled Age of Consent and First Time So and Lost Cherry, which is a pornographic, pornographic genre relating to the loss of um, virginity uh, in young girls. Why would you normalise this uh, in your global brand? Surely there are more uh, creative, ethical ways to uh, advertise rather than referencing sex with underage girls. You know, we we need to uphold this social norm that children are off limits. <laughs> you know, it is not appropriate to adultify children for uh, sexual uh, gratification in your advertising. City Beach, uh, again, a long-time corporate offender, it's another one that's been on our list for more than a decade. We're mainly going after them for selling a Playboy brand to to young people, normalising this brand of the global porn industry, which has caused so much harm, so much harm to to the community as as a whole. Uh, Rebel Sport had a very suggestive ad campaign, just reducing uh, women uh, to boobs and bums to sell their active wear. There's other ways to do that. Uh, Boost Juice, which uh, had a nothing but passion campaign, uh, really playing on uh, common uh, porn themes, uh, depicting uh, pieces of fruit with censored labels, lips dripping with juice, which has a particular reference in pornography. Uh, a chocolate company called uh, Choco Lab, uh, which also has porn themed chocolates. Uh, the Playboy retailers I've mentioned earlier, some, some big names there, including Chemist Warehouse. Uh, why would Chemist Warehouse need to sell a brand of the global uh, porn industry uh, that, you know, is on record for decades for exploiting uh, the bodies of, of women and girls and normalising normalizing pornography? So they're, they're the ones on our okay. list this year. There's yeah. lots of names on the blacklist, and I want to get the good list in a moment, but uh, there's a little bit of irony in some of these because uh, while we're talking about Etsy and sex dolls uh, that exploit uh, young girls, 
the irony is here that a lot of these brands you're mentioning, these are brands where women shop. These are the brands where women are spending their money. These are not something that uh, men are going out of their way to spend money in some of those clothing stores or on particular uh, clothing brands and things like that. Uh, how do you, how do you uh, make sense of all of this? Because a lot of these brands, they're marketed to women. What's gone wrong here, Melinda? Yes, well, what has gone wrong indeed? Uh, you know, they are harming and, and mistreating and, and degrading their own uh, target market. And, you know, a significant part of our work is to help women see that these companies do not respect them. Uh, these companies do not respect women and girls, and therefore you shouldn't be supporting them. And, you know, we've noticed a, a shift. We've noticed there is more awareness now on the harms these companies are doing. You know, we're delighted to have thousands of women involved in in our movement and many of them say, you know, that our work has helped them to, you know, if you like, you know, see the light to to see how they're being harmed, how their daughters are being harmed, how they're led to to hate themselves and hate their bodies, and um, often hate being 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 women. How they recognise that uh, they're at risk in a culture which uh, normalises sexual uh, harassment, which desensitises the broader society to uh, sexual harassment and um, coercive, controlling uh, behaviours. You know these these ads and services that we're talking about don't occur in a in a vacuum. Uh, you know they, or it's all education, and it all tells us what we value as a society and whether we value women and girls or not. So you know we're pleased to be part of that um, global education campaign and to see. You know, I'm in schools regularly, and I see girls recognise when we do this cultural analysis, when we unpack uh, the culture with them. They the, the light goes on and they realise actually there's nothing wrong with them. They're actually fine. It's the culture that makes them feel sick. It's the culture that makes them not like themselves, that think they need to starve themselves, uh, engage in uh, self-harm, uh, you know, uh, it's, punish, it's their, certainly punish their bodies. a practical yes. way of understanding the way we need to always be mindful of what is shaping our cultural identity. And, of course, uh, on Christian radio, we're talking about these things frequently. And while we've been listing the blacklist, I don't want to miss the opportunity because, uh, you know, listeners can th- can say, oh, well, it's just, um, you know, collective shout out with a baseball bat over a whole bunch of companies that are just trying to make a dollar. But uh, let me just ask you here, because you've got a good list as well, Melinda. Uh, people who yes. have uh, signed up for, uh, I think you call it a corporate social responsibility pledge, uh, where they're right. we're actually saying they want to do the right thing. Hit us with a list of the good companies, and uh, they might really benefit from uh, from listeners today understanding that this is where we're encouraging people to do good shopping for Christmas. We are so delighted, and we so value our corporate social responsibility pledge partners. We recognised a few years ago that it was one thing to to smack the bad guys, to smack the bad companies. Uh, It's another thing to to really honour and acknowledge companies that don't want to exploit women and girls in their products, in their advertising, in their marketing. And so we launched the uh, Corporate Social Responsibility Pledge. This is a statement of intention not to objectify women and sexualise girls for, uh, for your business. And uh, we are so thrilled to have 
Mama's Kiwi Donuts, for example, in, in Sydney, a donut company that uh, supports us 100%, uh, a dance company, Inspire Dance Company, which doesn't engage in sexualising little girls uh, in their dance in their dance company because we've seen this huge sexualization of girls in dance companies with you know the makeup and the fake eyelashes and the and the fishnet stockings uh, and the fake tan uh, adultifying children which is harmful to them uh, we have design companies uh, we have a company uh, called a double creative based in melbourne uh, uh, which is now called known by they've had a bit of a rebrand beautiful uh, design company we have gifted hands based in uh, brisbane which uh, provides um, opportunities for women in uh, developing countries to uh, make uh, products which they then on sell in Australia and the money goes back to community groups, to, to, to groups uh, helping uh, vulnerable women. Gifted Hands is a beautiful company and uh, we've, we've had the pleasure of partnering with them for, for close to a decade now. Uh, we have a sock company. Uh, we have education providers. We have f fine food companies. Uh, we have a very well-known uh, winery. Uh, award-winning winery. We have fitness company as well, uh, the Ransom Sisters in, in Sydney. And so it's just wonderful to partner with companies that believe in their responsibility not to do harm to the community. So if you're a, a company uh, that doesn't uh, advertise in these exploitative ways and you care about ethics, you care about the well-being of the community, uh, we also have Anna Cordell, who started our Etsy petition, beautiful uh, fashion designer. Uh, she even has uh, artists like Missy Higgins wearing uh, her uh, beautiful, handmade, unique uh, suits. Uh, so, you know, support Anna as well because of what she's doing with this Etsy campaign. So multiple choices there. And uh, we're adding to our, our list of good companies regularly. So keep an eye on that through our website and have a look at the pledge. If you sign it, we will promote you to thousands of supporters in Australia and globally. So we really want to build this and have as many companies companies as we can to offer supporters who want to spend their money ethically. My suspicion is those companies would love it. Uh, those that are not just bricks and mortar businesses, but those that are online because our reach on vision is all over Australia and you might be doing some online shopping and you might be thinking, I need to get a hold of that list of those ethical good retailers uh, who have signed this corporate social responsibility pledge. Uh, it sounds something that you might uh, uh, really get behind and uh, do the right thing. We're running short of time. Uh, you've had some big wins over this past year or two. Um, just uh, quickly on Collective Shout for a moment here, Melinda, there, there have been some, some big wins. No doubt there'll be some big campaigns coming for 2023 as well. But uh, what sort of successes have you seen uh, that listeners might be, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have known that there's been some challenges. What sort of successes have you seen? Well, Neil, I just love talking about our wins. I could do a whole program just on our victories because it gives us so much encouragement uh, to know that, uh, you know, people like your listeners cared enough to get behind our campaigns. Uh, we uh, probably our biggest uh, wins have included Alibaba, I mentioned earlier, the biggest global shopping platform in the world that was hosting these our, um, child sexual abuse dolls. We got 23 uh, Chinese factory sellers down off Alibaba in a relatively short time. And uh, we commended Alibaba for this action. Uh, they 
updated their red flag system. We work with them on that to help them to identify inappropriate products. And, you know, they have shown that corporates can change. So we commend them for that. Uh, we just really need Etsy now to follow suit. Uh, we had a massive campaign called Let Them Wear Shorts where we supported the Norwegian beach handball team. Uh, this sounds like a comedy routine. It's not. But the Norwegian beach handball team was required under the International Hand, uh, Handball Federation's rules to wear minuscule bikini bottoms when playing beach handball. And they decided that they weren't comfortable. Uh, they decided that, you know, they just couldn't perform to the peak of their ability. They didn't like seeing photos of themselves in, you know, inappropriate um, positions being shared by men online. Uh, and so they decided at the Euro competition in Spain to swap these minuscule bikinis for bike shorts. As a result, they were fined for inappropriate clothing. You can't make this up, Neil, inappropriate clothing. We backed them. We ran the Let Them Wear Shorts campaign and uh, led by a young activist, Talitha Stone, who's based in, she's an Aussie living in Norway and an athlete, and we were successful. Another really big win was getting rid of three porn magazines in this country, uh, Zoo Weekly, Picture Magazine and People. Now, Picture and People had been in production in Australia for 80 years, upwards of 80 years. Uh, we got involved. We tweeted images from their magazines, which were in corner stores, 7-Eleven, petrol stations at kids' eye level next to the lollies, uh, depicting, for example, uh, fetishizing of uh, schoolgirls. And we went hard against Bauer Media Group on Twitter. Within six weeks, I was called into a meeting with the CEO of Bauer Media and he said, we have decided to cease publishing. Uh, that was a, a great day. Melinda, a there's day. a lot so, of wins on your list yes. and no doubt yes. listeners will be able to explore some of those if they visit your website. Collectiveshout.org is the website address. And while you're on the website, check out the Cross Them Off Your Christmas list. Uh, you'll be able to get a list of the blacklisted companies, brands, and you'll also be able to find the list of those good companies. You might even be running a business now and you say, well, uh, I think we could very easily, uh, because of our own ethical position, sign a corporate social responsibility pledge. Uh, you'll be able to find out details of that, a statement of intention not to objectify women and sexualize girls. You'll find that on the Collective Shout website too, collectiveshout.org. Uh, Melinda, Thank you so much uh, for taking some time to share these thoughts. Uh, it is a practical way that listeners to a conversation like this today and hearing the sorts of things we talk about frequently on this program can do something of a practical nature that will have a, a real effect on uh, what happens in the real world. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with us today on 2020. Neil, thanks, as always, for, for the opportunity. We really appreciate being able to engage with your listeners. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.